Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Mets podcast. As always, this is your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. I am once again joined by my two co-hosts, Anthony Dittmar on Twitter. That's at Anthony Dittmar underscore and Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is the Joe Farrow. Guys, we got a win and I could not be happier. How are you guys doing? We finally won. I don't know what it, it doesn't feel right. I feel like we, when was the last calendar date? Then that's one. I actually need to switch this up because I feel like it's been at least a month. Uh, let's see. Going back, going back. January 21st was the last time the Nets won. So we did like six episodes since the Nets have lost one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a uh, long stretch and it's definitely affected my overall mood in life, I would say. I've been pretty down lately. I'm feeling, I'm feeling great right now. I know you boys saw Andre Drummond make that debut tonight. Andre Drummond is like that. Seth Curry, too. Seth Curry is like that. I was about to say, Seth was the more impressive one. But, yes, Drummond looked good. <laughs> Drummond's got that UConn connection. I got a rep. But, no, man, all, all joking aside, Seth Curry. Like, I knew he's been balling out, like, averaging 15, 16 for Philly on almost – I think he was shooting above 50%, like 40-something yeah. three. Mm-hmm. But my, I did not know how complete of an offensive player he is. He, he literally, I don't want to say it, but like he literally looked like Steph on the floor, coming off all these screens, dribbling between the legs. The amount of time, like, of distance he covered on the court on offense alone, just from how much he was running around, it was amazing to watch. And it was a breath of fresh air watching the Nets play hard, ball movement. Um, it was amazing to see, and I'm extremely excited to watch the Nets going forward the rest of the season. I am too, honestly. Like, I like I think the new bodies, new new like like happiness. Like the guys are just like ready to like get back to work. I think getting some bodies back, like Claxton, Aldridge. Well, Cla- the Claxton really play a lot or not really, right? He was out yeah. coming at all tonight. He was out, but like at least he was off the injury report. Um, we get like Aldridge back. You get like Drummond and Curry, it's like really, it's really nice. And hopefully like post all-star break, we see like the Kyrie back full-time, hopefully with these mandates and then Durant and Simmons for sure. You know, I was watching, when I was watching Seth tonight, I couldn't help but just think, I was like, if you combine Patty Mills and Joe Harris's game, I feel like you get Seth Curry. Yeah. Like the mobility. Yeah. Like you get the mobility and like, just like, hard like just playing hard every possession like patty mills and then the way that he moves without the ball very much reminds me of patty mills and then you get the shooting ability of joe harris and it, it it's insane just seth curry i was so stoked when we added him but watching him tonight i just can't help but think like yo when this full team is there this is about to be ridiculous bro like yeah but one thing that they're missing, those two, is Seth Curry has a good handle, which I did not know about personally. Like, watch, I didn't watch too much of the rest of the NBA, to be honest. But, like, his handle is impressive. Like, he no, is yeah, a that's, complete... That's why, that's, why, that's why I said when you combine Patty and Joe Harris, you get, you get Seth Curry. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> even think that both of those two combined have as good of a handle as Seth Curry. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, probably. Seth Curry, he's I mean, his brother is Steph. What do you really what do you expect? Like 
Now, well, now I like, know why all the reports were out there that Philly was hesitant to add him in the trade and they wanted to just give the Nets a bunch of G Leaguers. <laughs> uh, now we know why. But before, guys, before we go fully into this game, which obviously we'll spend the majority of the time on, I do very quickly want to talk about James Harden one last time on this show. Promise will be the last time. And the antics surrounding his physical. Um, I know Frank Isola on Yes Network had some very strong words about it, saying he felt it was a parting shot at Kyrie Irving, saying, oh, I'm not going to let you play with your new teammates for two weeks when you're eligible to play again in Milwaukee. Um, personally, I think it was absolute bullshit that he could just wait to go get his physical because he was partying in Houston. And then the trade cleared 17 minutes after the Nets tipped off. That's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. It was literally 17 minutes after the Nets tipped off with Miami. The trade cleared. Meanwhile, you have Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. We saw what they did tonight, just sitting on the bench, uh, ineligible to play because James Harden did not want to get his physical. What are you guys' thoughts on it? You think it was intentional? Um, yeah. I think it was 100% intentional. I think there's one last petty gift to the Nets from James Harden. Um, I know he went to Houston after, like, the stuff went down. I think he never even stayed in Brooklyn when they said he was staying for the injury when they went to D.C. I think he just went straight to Houston, and they just lied. Um, He was just partying it up for a few days until he was ready to report because I think he knew he was out to the All-Star break. And he's like, screw it, like, one last, like, F you to the Nets. And that just, like, doesn't sit right with me. It just even adds more fire to the flame. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat. It was like it's like it was just frustrating because like Drummond and Seth immediately flew down to Miami to meet with the team, and Ben went right to Brooklyn because he wasn't going to play anyway. He's not in game shape, so he went right to Brooklyn. He got they got all their stuff checked out, but Harden was over there partying in Houston, and it was just like these like you like James Harden single handedly like made Seth Curry and Andre Drummond miss a game like. Like, and I mean, like, I think most Nets fans were kind of like chalking it up as a loss against Miami anyway, with like, after we found out that like the trade wasn't going to clear in time, but it's just like, man, like these guys like immediately hopped on a plane, got, went to Miami, were prepping and hoping that they could play in the game. And then they just had to, they took a whole flight down there and just had to just wait and like, just, they were in limbo about their playing status the whole day. And it's just like it sucks. It was it's so it's like it's very immature to me. Like, dude, like you're it's not like people are saying like oh Harden may have other stuff going on, like all the people fucking defending him. But it's like, dude, you're you are getting paid to do this. This is a contractual obligation when you get traded, report and get your physical. Like it it didn't make any sense to me, but it was it was just so stupid. He probably had to go get another lipo operation before. <laughs> before he went and got his physical because he was scared he wouldn't pass. <laughs> you do bring up a good point, though. Like, forget the shot at the net. It's not fair to Seth Curry and Drummond, who obviously were ready to play, prepared to play. And forget them. What about his own teammate, Paul Millsap? He wasn't eligible to play either. Despite being in Philadelphia, having his jersey and everything, he actually uh, tweeted out Paul Millsap like 8 p.m. with a picture of his jersey. Everyone thought that he didn't know what time the game was that night. But in reality, he was talking about 8 as his number and then p.m. was Paul Millsap. But he also wasn't able to play. Um, so, like, James Harden, incredibly selfish. 
And now, as a Brooklyn Nets fan, I will forget that guy even exists. So let's move on. Uh, before we get into some games, let's talk about Ben Simmons. Um, obviously, arguably the biggest piece in the James Harden trade. He has been at Brooklyn. We saw his fiance Maya Jama. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Get a nice little care package from the Nets. And then once again, we saw her post on her Instagram story today with Ben Simmons. And he was rocking Nets gear in the image. And then we saw him at shoot-around today. Kind of Nets media posted him and Kevin Durant sharing a moment. And then what I want to talk about is the comment from Nick Friedel of ESPN, where he said they've seen him, talking about Ben Simmons, move around the last few days, and the reports have been very solid. The key to remember is Simmons has known Patty Mills and Kyrie Irving a very long time, and those friendships are going to be very helpful in getting his confidence back to playing NBA basketball every day. What are your guys' thoughts on everything that's going on with Ben Simmons? Steve Nash also mentioned that he looked to be in good shape and it is up to the performance team to decide when he is eligible to actually play. And we saw Simmons on the bench tonight, very active, cheering. He was one of the first ones off the bench at halftime to go clap and high-five his teammates. Um, So he seems to be committed, excited to be here, ready to rejuvenate his NBA career. Yeah, he he looked like very happy. When he was there, he sat down immediately on the bench when he came out of the tunnel. It was like the beginning of the second quarter. He walked out with Sean Marks, um, sat down on the bench, started talking to Drummond right away. Then, yes, got a nice close-up of them sharing a couple laughs. Um, I I love the early reports of what I'm hearing. Everything is pointing towards Ben is very excited to be here. Patty went out and said as soon as the trade happened, he goes, I'll always have his back. I love Ben. Um, And then Kyrie Irving, the – I mean, Kyrie Irving, technically Australian, right? He was, like, born in Australia or whatever it was. He, uh, they, I mean, I'm just, I'm glad that all these reports are coming out right now and everybody seems to have Ben's back, even Seth and Drummond. So it's, it's, to me, it's just really cool to see. And I can't wait to, uh, to just see him on the court. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm like the more I think about it, like as first as like as against it as I was, because obviously, like when you like trade a player like James Harden, you never want to do that. But like thinking about Ben Simmons' potential in this lineup, just seeing the guys tonight without like without Joe, without Kai, without KD, some of the spacing out there, and like honestly, just the energy, and, like the like change of scenery, obviously goes a long way for him. Like just seeing like all this like potentially comes together over the next few weeks is gonna be really nice. And I think post All Star break is when you're really gonna like feel like the, like the season's on like i think we get through these next two games and like then once we get i think we'll see simmons after the all-star break my opinion i don't know about you guys that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking i agree yeah I, I i hope he comes back with kevin durant just so he can really get that confidence right away but i mean even the yes network tonight they usually do the where brooklyn at where fans from around the world the country etc send them pictures and they did an all australian edition of it tonight so the nets as a whole I think they're doing a tremendous job to make Ben Simmons feel welcome. Um, they obviously know how talented he is as a basketball player. Steve Nash gave him a glowing review before, uh, after shooting around today. They know he can do everything. And I really think that we're going to be getting a Nets team that will be playing better offensive basketball with Ben Simmons than they were with James Harden. They're going to play with pace. They're going to get defensive stops. They're going to score quick. 
I'm just excited for the first time when I see Ben Simmons get a defensive rebound, dribble the ball himself, and then outlet it to a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving running down the, the wing. Like, it's – I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. And the ball movement. I think the Nets are going to play like a Warriors style of basketball where the ball is going to be moving. They're going to be getting good shots. We kind of you're talking about their, with, You're talking about their lineups with like Draymond at the five, right? 100%. I can't yeah, wait to so, see – I wanted to say something about that because JJ Redick, you know, obviously JJ Redick has his podcast. It's phenomenal. He uh, went live as like right after the trade deadline ended and he was talking about this trade and he goes, he goes, Ben Simmons is going to be a completely different player in Brooklyn and it's going to be amazing. He basically was just going through all the guys and the weapons that we have outside of Ben Simmons. Like we have five guys that could shoot the hell out of the basketball on this team now with Joe Harris healthy. Like, and he's like, I've been the recipient of receiving open, like wide open passes and generating clean threes from Ben Simmons. He goes, he's probably the best player I've ever seen generate open threes for his teammates. So imagine how lethal this team is going to be when you play Ben Simmons as a five. And you put any four of KD, Kyrie, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, and Joe Harris out there. You put any other four out there, it's going to be just lethal. I I can't wait to see it, man. It's going to be so great. I think they're going to be a much better defensive team. And I think they're going to be equally as talented on offense, if not a little better, just because I feel like they're going to play better team basketball. I'm not saying Ben Simmons is more talented than James Harden, obviously, but you just think that the players would gel together better because I like they, we saw what the Warriors with Draymond. It's just he runs the offense and Ben Simmons is a great playmaker with amazing you, talent around him. Did you see Bruce That's, Brown's comment just now? Yeah, I was going to say, Bruce Brown said everything has shifted since the trade deadline. And he says the locker room is a great vibe in there. In addition to that, Nick Friedel, Friedel of ESPN, I'm sorry, I don't want to say it, tweeted out, you think the Nets needed this one? You can hear a loud celebration going on to the doors that led to the locker room. Awesome. The, vibe is, the vibe is changing. I, I've been saying, you could tell after the deadline, the Nets weren't winning, but they were competing, they were playing hard, and they were getting close. And sure, they're still going to be shorthanded, but relatively soon, they should be full strength. And I don't want to put it into existence, but we've seen uh, vaccine mandates change in D.C. now. We've seen some change in Canada. I is think New York City next. There. Boston is New York City to come in the near future, which means Kyrie Irving full time. Well, New York, New York already is is in a talks, I, I believe, for it. So yeah, New, York I'm State, really... New York State changed it, and the city is speculated to be in discussions about it. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, like cases are going down ever since that spike in early winter. So let's hope that the this plan, this long term plan, comes to fruition and we can get Kyrie Irving full time soon because that itself would just do wonders for the Nets. And the Showtime Nets are coming. I want to put that out there. Showtime Nets, the splash, whatever, whatever you want to call them, they're coming and they're coming fast. They're coming hot, and it's going to be beautiful to watch. And they're coming hard. <laughs> True. Couldn't help myself there. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. You guys want to talk about some actual basketball games now? 
Let's do it. I don't I don't want to talk about the heat, but yeah, sure. Yeah, let's let's Nick touch lost, on the Nick heat. The Knicks lost. It's a big surprise. I mean, they lost, but they didn't once again, they were down, I think, 21 in the third quarter. The old Nets would have quit. We saw it against Boston. They would have given up, just let them get run out the gym against the number one team in the East. But the Nets and Kyrie Irving, who scored 18 straight points in the fourth, did not give up. They gave themselves a damn good chance. Um, the last play of the game was horrible for the Nets. I think anyone will tell you that. It was everyone in the entire world knew Kyrie Irving was trying to get the ball. And that's what the plan was, including yeah. Kyle Lowry, who stole the pass that was going to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. But it was just once again, you know, Cam, I, that was just Cam trying to force feed him. You know, it was just like getting impatient. Already had picked the ball up, didn't want to, you know, it was just a rough spot. Right. But the Nets were competitive. They lost by four, but against the team first in the conference, Miami Heat, who were pretty much fully healthy, um, who had Bam, Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler, kind of hero made his return as well. And they could barely beat a Nets team without Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Joe Harris, Lamarcus Aldridge, Nick Claxton, Kevin Durant. So, like, I don't know. It was a, a loss, and it was number 11 in a row. But it gave me confidence going forward in what the Nets have. Yeah, 100%. I think those kind of losses, like, yeah, they sting because it's right there. But it's like a confidence booster, even on, like, a 10-game to 11-game losing streak. It's like – those kind of losses build confidence down the stretch or like the Nets when they get these guys back, like some of the guys that are playing bigger roles and they should have at least have that confidence when they play the shorter minutes that they could be contributors to. I think that's what we're seeing right now. And like, as we ease in the better players, it's you're going to see a change of the tide because like, the only way you can go out is up from here. Cause I think the Nets have hit rock bottom. Hopefully we're, we're done with the rock bottom though. If this wasn't <laughs> rock bottom, I'm scared for what rock bottom is. <laughs> Like that last week is probably like the deadline around the deadline is probably the rock bottom in terms of like just the, the morale of the team, you know? Oh, for sure. It was like, no, we just couldn't get a win. We had no idea if people were getting traded, if people were unhappy. We had no idea what was ahead of us. The injuries. It, like, <laughs> it, like, yeah. it, so it was just like, and like we got the Joe Harris news thrown in there. It was just like, that was a wild time. I'm glad it's passed <laughs> yeah. it now. Uh, hopefully, I'd say, I'd say hopefully, because I don't want to jinx it. Yet. We got to get to these. Let's get to the All Star break. I want to get to this All Star break and take a week off. Yeah. yeah. One thing to note with all the transactions you guys talk about is the Nets did cut DeAndre Bembry, um, who so gave his all for the Nets. Very upsetting. I thought he was having a pretty good year when he got to play. Kind of that Bruce Brown role, but better. We'll get into Bruce Brown tonight. He looked absolutely amazing. But still, I just want to thank DeAndre Bembry for his time in Brooklyn. It was an honor to watch him. He always played hard and was super competitive. Hope he gets signed somewhere else. Uh, you got? He hasn't got signed yet, right? No. No, not yet. No. So it's hard to imagine after. Yeah, it's hard to imagine after how he played for the Nets so far this year that he won't get signed. I agree, and. It's a business. I understand it's a business, but you hate to see players go or get cut. That played the way DeAndre Bembry did. Hopefully, he gets rewarded, as Joe just said. Hopefully, it should have been Javon Carter. Uh, yeah, that's not bro. Javon, since let's transition into the game tonight, there was one bad thing, and I'm pretty sure the only player who was freaking horrible tonight was Javon Carter. <laughs> that sounds like every Nets game. Times. 
I just, I just don't like, man, like he was one of six, but you can live with missing shots. Like if they're good shots, but this he guy, like he's so many he, contested shots, just airballing them all over the place. My man terrible. thought he was Kyrie. My man thought he was Kyrie Irving tonight. Like those are the kind of shots he's taking. It's like a shot if Kyrie takes it, you're like, oh, like it's not a great shot, but Kyrie's gonna make it more than not. But like John Carter, like early in the shot clock, contested, taking on like three defenders. Like, bro, chill. He's so bad. And I also uh, another note about tonight. You said he was like the only one that looked bad. Point guard James Johnson is not the move. I don't know why they kept doing that. <laughs> James Johnson handling the ball so much was like, I don't know. It was just like, that was like the only time the offense seemed stagnant tonight. It was just, you know why James Johnson had to handle the ball? Because they don't have a true point guard, which let me just quickly throw in. I forgot something. Don Drogic is rumored to be being bought out. Uh, yes. Woj rumored him to be pursued by multiple teams, the Nets being one of them. I would love Drogic in Brooklyn. He has that connection with Steve Nash. They're former teammates, played 174 games together. Drogic called Nash a mentor multiple times. So that is also something to keep an eye on. How do you guys like Drogic's fit in Brooklyn if he was to hopefully go there? I'm just curious, who do you think gets cut for him? Is it Carter then or is it Johnson? It would be Johnson because they don't want to eat two years of salary. Plus, I mean, I don't really think there's going to be a need for Johnson because, I mean, the Nets have a ton of bigs now. Yeah, between the, the four centers, and then you got Blake, and I even consider Ben Simmons kind of a much, 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 much better James Johnson, but he plays a similar kind of role of defense, yeah. bigger, can rebound, can handle the ball, and yeah. like, like I said, they're not even comparable skill wise, but that's kind of what Ben Simmons' role is going to be in my mind. So if you're going to get rid of anyone, if you get Drogic, it's got to be James Johnson, in my opinion. It's funny because yeah. like the Nets are all either guards or centers, and it's Durant. <laughs> like, it's, it's big guys, small guys. Like Durant's one of the only forwards, I feel like, besides James Johnson. James Johnson's more of like a big guy because they only play like a forward. Yeah, well, the, net, the Nets just said wings don't matter this year, I guess. That's positionless <laughs> basketball. Positionless yeah. basketball. Everyone's either Everyone's... below 6'4 or above 6'8. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody. There's nobody in the six between six foot five to six foot eight. Like that's it. Nobody. Everyone's saying that the Nets need to sign like a three and D wing, but or that they should have traded for one. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Ben Simmons, although he doesn't have the three part, you have enough elite <laughs> shooters with Curry, Mills, obviously Durant, Irving, etc. Where he kind of is that three and D guy, but he's also your playmaker like i don't really think they need like a traditional three and d guy when they have the three and the d just throughout the entire roster <laughs> yeah Does that makes sense what i'm saying i agree, I agree. No, it makes a lot of sense i, I really yeah. hope he's getting harris back though until i'm just thinking about yeah. it i really want Joe harris back <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. ben simmons is gonna guard the best player on the other team but he's your point guard so like and then you got the shooters who are smaller that aren't going to guard the best player on the team. I think it's almost better than having, like, a traditional 3 and D guy. Who was your starting lineup with everyone healthy? I just thought about that. Ooh, that's a good question. Joe, I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, well, I would probably – with everybody? Yeah. You're going away um, or home, Anthony? Oh, everyone? No, I'm, I'm just – Kyrie's maybe. in it regardless. Kyrie's in yeah, it. Yeah, no. 
I'm putting, I'd probably go uh, Patty off the bench, and I'd probably go uh, Kyrie, uh, Seth, Joe, KD, Ben. They're starting small. Yeah. Well, it's not small. KD and Ben are seven foot. That's, fair. <laughs> like, That's a fair point. They're just not traditional centers. That's what it is. <laughs> the, the way this Nets roster is constructed, I feel like, like KD and Kyrie are the locks, obviously. But, like, there's so many things you can do depending on who you play. So we're playing against the 76ers. I want to start Andre Drummond. I agree. Like, yeah. If, if I'm playing against, like, I don't know, like, the Chicago Bulls, it's like I'm cool with running, like, a Durant Simmons, like like what Joe just said. Like, it just depends on who you're playing. Like, I feel like there's no set. Like, the three other guys don't need to be set. Like, maybe Joe is kind of set because – I feel like either way, you kind of want like him in the lineup, but like you can really mix and match. I guess Simmons is kind of a lock too. I guess there's like two two spots you can really flip and flop. But like closing lineups easily change because if you don't want Ben out there for like a hack of Ben in the playoffs, you could just run like an all shooters lineup. Yeah, if Lamarcus, you like, I don't even know if Claxton even like Claxton didn't even play today. Like I don't want to get into today's game, but like there's like a situation where like I don't see Claxton really being the on. I see Claxton being the on man. <laughs> Yeah, I, like you, like Anthony said, the Nets can kind of play a different style of basketball depending on who their opponent is, which is a huge bonus for the Nets because if they play small, like say, I don't know, they meet again up against Golden State in the finals, you're probably not going to see a lot of Andre Drummond in that series just because the Nets are going to have to switch and contain Curry, et cetera. You don't want to put Drummond or Aldridge in that kind of situation. So maybe then you'll play, like, you'll go small with Ben and KD. If you're going to play a big, maybe you kind of insert Claxton every once in a while. Maybe you want to throw Aldridge in for a three-minute stretch just to bang him down low in the post-up. So the Nets could really kind of mix and match and keep their opposition, like, guessing what they're going to do. But as for, like, if they're going to have, like, a regular lineup in the regular season, I'm going Simmons, Irving, Durant, Curry, and Drummond. Do you think you really want to play Ben and Drummond at the same time? Um, I feel like you have to scatter yes. them. See, I, I don't want to say it, but, like, I think the Nets are going to score so many points in transition because they're going to get defensive stops. That I don't think it hurts the offense that much. Yeah, um, we'll have to be, like, fuck. It's weird. I feel like if you, like, Simmons bring the ball down, you have like drumming down low. I feel like it'll be fine because then you can like facilitate in terms of like Durant in one corner, Irving another corner, a three point shooter. Like I see like Joe's point, but I also see like if Ben's facilitating, like he can like also just hit the shooters or just drumming down low, and Ben can just like kind of just like run it on the offense and being that guy that just like is just there, or he's just a cutter when like Durant has the ball in like the mid post and they double team him. Ben cuts to the rim and has like an open lane. It'll be interesting. Well, I mean, they have a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I think we just got to see how it all works, honestly. Yeah, Steve Nash, you know, you know Steve Nash is just going to experiment, so we'll see. 100%. But he can only experiment so much because they got to uh, they got to win. <laughs> no, I but, think I think he's clear to uh he's clear to experiment again because now that all of Harden's fans are no longer Nets fans, uh, Steve Nash isn't going to be getting called to be fired every 2 seconds. Bro, I don't know. I still see a lot of it on my timeline, I'll be honest. <laughs> Yeah, there's still a lot of it, but more than half of it is definitely gone. 
which I think is crazy because, like, I, sure, the Nets lost 11 in a row, like, inexcusable, can't happen, but the amount of firepower they're missing, like, you cannot evaluate a coach when you have two superstars, a borderline, like, all-star in Joe Harris, one of the best shooters in the world. You haven't had Aldridge for the majority of the season. Harden was Harden. Now you just brought in Seth Curry and Drummond. Like, you got to give the guy a chance. If the Nets fade out this year or fade out in the playoffs, then you reevaluate it. But, like, mid-season yeah. firing right now is just absolutely insane, in my opinion. Yeah, I could definitely see him getting fired this offseason if it's a bad postseason run. But Yeah, which that then it would be fair. 100% fair. I won't argue. But, but there's right no way now, they would fire just be him this no, yeah, there's just no way that they're going to pull the trigger on him now. Yeah, it's too late at this point. You're right. Before we dive fully into the Kings game, the one that we just watched, um, this is the eight-man rotation that I see the Nets playing for a majority of the playoffs. Kind of want your guys' opinion on it. Um, there's no weakness at all. It is an incredibly good eight players. But we got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Lamarcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond. You can mix in a Claxton here or there, maybe a Bruce Brown if he needs some energy, but I feel that's the typical eight the Nets are going to play. And that is like crazy good, in my opinion. <laughs> like crazy yeah. good. Because when you think about playoff rotations, it's like you have your five, you have obviously, and then you run backup guard, backup wing, backup big. And I mean, like, yeah. how much better is it going to get than that eight? Really, it doesn't get better. That's the it answer. really doesn't. Okay. Like, good luck to. I don't care what seed the Nets are. Like, I'm picking them to win the series. I've been saying that when everyone's been freaking out, like falling down the standings. I think Charles Barkley even alluded to it that no matter what seed they are, they're not going to be afraid of anyone if they're healthy. And yeah. that eight right there is insane. It's been a uh, pain. And I mean, if, if stuff doesn't change, a lower seed is better for the Nets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out and say that. I think we're going to see Carrier in full-time before the playoffs. I think yeah, I, no, I, yeah. I agree too. But I'm saying just in case, a lower seed isn't going to hurt yeah. them. It would help them. 100%. All right, anything else you guys want to talk about the Kings game? I know we pretty much touched on it. Bruce Brown was absolutely incredible. 19 points, three blocks, five steals, six of six, six rebounds. We already talked about Drummond. who dominated the paint, owned it. Seth Curry was incredible. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, it was great to have him back. He scored 19, 8 of 11, 8 boards. Really, just everyone besides, like I said, Javon Carter impressed me tonight. It was a great effort by the Nets. They only gave up 85 points. Um, They controlled the paint, which they've struggled with all season. They're 20th in the league, and they allow uh, 47.4 or something points in the paint. They only gave up 32 tonight. So that was a huge improvement, and I I know I've been saying Drummond a lot, but you got to give Drummond some credit there. No, yeah, like all of – all like those three guys that we mentioned, uh, Curry, Drummond, and Bruce, like they all stuffed the stat sheet. Like when you look at the numbers, Curry 23-7-5, Drummond had like 11-9 and like four assists, then he had like a steal and two blocks. It was just like – it was unreal to watch. And it, it was like we just ran off Bruce's stat line, but he almost had a five-by-five, five, two blocks away, and for like a six-three goal. Like, my God. Like, it was it was very – it was fun to watch. Very fun. Got to be very excited going forward. 
just one of those games you win, you win like end to end, and it's just like really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to end it before we go into our picks on a quote by Seth Curry after the game. No, he was interviewed by Yes Network's Michael Grady. And he said two things that really stuck out to me. Hold on, I'm just finding the quote on my computer. Old computer problem, you know. All right, I got it. So he said, well, first, oh my God, hold on. <laughs> Unreal. The professionalism oh, this guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it, I got it, I got it. So the first thing he said, Grady asked him about the kind of the game, the atmosphere since being in Brooklyn. He said, it felt great. We play a fun style of basketball here. For a team that lost 10 in a row, the energy has been great ever since we got here. I'm assuming by we, he obviously means Simmons, Drummond, and himself following the trade. Anything you guys want to say with that quote or move on? I think the guys in us, I think I'm also ready to move on from James Harden. Like all the guys are too. Like we got our new guys here. And like I would say wish him well, but I honestly don't. So I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> um, I hope we match up with them down the road and like give them a revenge. But like I'm happy to have these new guys here and I'm like ready to rock with the score of the guys that want to be here. I agree. Yeah. And then the other quote I want to say. Uh, Grady asked him what he's looking forward to when the Nets are fully healthy. He mentioned getting Simmons, Durant, Harris, etc. back, Kyrie full time. And his exact words were, man, there's so much to be excited about. We got so much talent. He ain't lying. <laughs> he ain't lying from the Joe Farrow. He ain't lying. <laughs> There's the not much the ball right? popping. True. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we go into our picks for the rest of the week going into the all-star break? No. I'm excited to keep gaining my lean on you guys. With that being said, Joe, you're still in first, so Give it to us. We got Knicks, we got Wizards, and Kyrie Irving will not be eligible for either of those games. Oh, wait, yeah, Kyrie can't play versus the Knicks? No, it's still New York City. <laughs> he can't. So annoying, dude. Like, all these other, like, all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're going to beat the Knicks. Um, and we will lose to the Wizards. Jeez. All right. If I'm not mistaken, no, no, never, I mind, will... never mind, never mind, never mind. Bradley Beal's out for the year. Two wins, two wins. <laughs> okay. God it. damn it! If I'm not mistaken, I believe Anthony is still ahead of me. Is that correct, Joe? I know you keep by you one game. I have very 20, close. Anthony has six. I have twenty. Anthony has sixteen, and Cody, you are at fifteen. I'm gonna go. All right, Anthony. Win. I'm gonna go win win as well. I had that before he did. It. I was hoping he's win win loss just like get a game, but. I think we're going to win both. Yeah, I mean, I got to make up some ground, but we're going to have to wait, I guess, because I will – I won't pick the Knicks. I'll tell you that right now. They're 2-9 and <laughs> nine in their last 11. They just lost to OKC tonight. So I'm definitely not picking the Knicks. I'm going win-win as well. Amazing how much one, one night can change everyone's mood. 
You guys were picking nothing but losses before, and now you want to join me in picking wins. I see. Hey, that's, that's always been my MO. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Joe. What? Me? <laughs> yeah, this man picked the entire 11 game losing streak, basically. <laughs> I picked, okay, so it was like 12 out of 12 games. I picked, I picked, uh, I believe I picked like eight, nine losses out of the 11 and then i got i picked a loss for tonight against the kings and then we won yeah i but, got joe enough of your negativity anything else no, you guys want to talk about I got real quick <laughs> Come here. all right yeah we're good you guys got any last messages i will still have a four game lead throughout the all-star break that's my <laughs> final message Get the hell out of here, Anthony. You got anything better than that. It shouldn't be too hard. Uh, fuck James Harden. <laughs> that's, that's fair. All right. Once again, this is the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Cody, Joe, and Anthony. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, let's go Nets. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.